It's March 5th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Go home for Fastlane, uh, SmackDown Live tonight. Lots to talk about, lots of developments there. Joining me as always, Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan. Not available. He's off doing something secretive that he doesn't want to talk about yet. So, Yeah, he will be here on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So, Oh, nice. We've got a, a full week of, you know, a full a full slate coming up here this weekend. Yeah, man, it's uh, going to be kind of crazy. And Fastlane, they're trying, man. They're trying hard to make us care about this pay-per-view that uh, seems very inconsequential on the road to WrestleMania. But tonight, eventual SmackDown, new U.S. champion. Who would have thought Samoa Joe finally having a main roster title? Uh, that was kind of a cool surprise. Uh, Mustafa Ali making a return to help out Kevin Owens. And, uh, you know, hey, they're trying to build that Mandy Asuka match. What do we get? Three minutes tonight? <laughs> That's probably more than enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think you want Mandy having a long match with Naomi at this point. So uh, it was fine for what it was. I thought for building that match, uh, you know, it, and Oscar, you know, I don't know if she's still a little, little dinged from the house show last night. So. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought the show was pretty good, pretty good overall. Um, I thought most of it was, you know, most of it was flat, but it, I thought the four way was awesome. And, um, and that was, and, and the Daniel Bryan promo, I thought, you know, those were the highlights. The main event I thought was good too, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it was something. So we opened up tonight with Daniel Bryan and Rowan coming out to the ring and interrupted by Kevin Owens. And this was really setting up their match for Sunday at Fastlane for the WWE Championship, talking about the New Day who are off doing a promotional tour of India. And uh, yeah, Kevin Owens clearly being positioned now as a babyface. Um, Daniel Bryan using the same, hey, everything that's wrong with you is what's wrong with the, with these people. Uh, you sit on the couch, you eat crap, and you got the body to show for it. So Daniel really uh, continuing on this heel role. Do you think Sami Zayn comes back and either aligns himself with Owens or now Sami Zayn, real life vegan, forms a vegan faction with Daniel Bryan? Uh, I I don't know. I I kind of hope not. I, I like it the way that it is. If Sami comes back, I'd like for him to stick with Owens. Um, and maybe not a faction. Maybe they're just friends. They're aligned, but they're doing their own thing. I, I just think, uh, I don't know, a vegan faction, it just... It just sounds too comical to me. I don't know. And this is this is nothing against vegans. It just sounds. Hey, three percent of the U.S. population. Hey, yeah, I have no problem. I mean, my dad's well, he's vegetarian, not vegan, but uh, um, yeah, I have, I have no issues with with people that are vegan. It, as far as a wrestling group goes, I think if you told someone that, uh, they would laugh, think it was corny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've gone from NWO to DX to a vegan faction. Yeah. I don't know, man. Even Matt Morgan was putting over some of these vegan uh, bodybuilders now, like this plant-powered protein lifter. Like, that's no I'm joke. Not saying, no, I'm not saying anything about. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not saying anything about vegans or you know how how they can produce muscle or their physiques. I'm just saying like that's like a a group of angry vegans is comes across as a comic for a, a faction idea. <clears throat> yeah. Especially considering vegans are usually very peaceful and, you know, kind of should be the other way. Yes. Uh, although, what was that story uh, on Table for Three? Ryback was talking about Daniel Bryan, like, bullying him and taking him to <laughs> Panera Bread. Where, like, yeah. Ryback's trying to figure out what he can get at Panera. Um, yeah. You know, so yes, it's passive aggressive, subtle bullying that vegans do. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're building this up, man. Okay, so let's talk about the more important question than this. Uh, do you think... Brian retains on Sunday, or do you think they're going to keep Owens hot, uh, given that they threw him right into this on his return? I think Brian retains. I can see them doing a DQ. I don't think this is going to be the main event. I think uh, Becky and Charlotte's going to be the main event. Shield is probably number two, so this is number three. I could see them doing a DQ to protect protect Owens a little bit. Daniel Bryan retains. Uh, either that or, or Daniel Bryan beats Owens, but I don't see Owens winning here, no. Not by pinfall, not winning the title. Yeah, well, we will see. Um, we had The Miz versus Jey Uso tonight with The Miz standing tall at the end of this match. Now, oh, God, this promo from The Usos I thought was really good. 
man uh was it jimmy thought, or jay yeah, i thought they were great who had just uh the, the, like the best white guy voice i've heard in quite some time doing his impression <laughs> in his. i think that was jimmy yeah, it was very funny it was good um i think that you know the miz and shane i feel like it just really lost its heat quick after they lost that last match i mean do you still care about this alliance yeah, I mean, I, I said it right after they lost the day, you know, a couple of days after. I was like, it just that just took some seat, some steam out of this. So I, I'm assuming that this is leading to Shane versus the Miz. Uh, I don't really care to see them win the tag titles again or defend the tag titles. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really it's 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 there. It's something, but. I got to tell you, this WrestleMania right now, the build is, I mean, we're a month away, a month and a couple days. I'm not excited about this year's WrestleMania at all right now. With, yeah. with the build that's going on. I mean, it, what, I mean, the, the closest thing I've seen to something interesting uh, in, this week for Mania was the Batista promo and the Batista angle last week. Uh, I feel like the Ronda Becky stuff is losing steam every week and, and having Charlotte in there is not helping. It's making it worse. Um, yeah, and, and nothing else is really clearly defined. I mean, they're going to basically be doing a three-week build for most of the matches at what's supposed to be your biggest event of the year. Do you think they feel less pressure in New York because of the there's more built-in audience there than, say, New Orleans? No, I think they're just completely unorganized this year. <laughs> I feel like, you know, um, I, they had a plan for Roman and um, – you know, uh, he got, you know, the leukemia came back. Uh, he kind of threw plans, you know, through, through everything haywire. But, yeah, you just see, like, the lack of planning. I mean, they had plans for Lars versus Cena. That fell apart. So, yeah. Heard anything more about Lars Sullivan and what's going on there? Nothing at all. Wow. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So, our truth came out to issue another open challenge after uh, the Miz won that match against Jay Uso. Uh, and during him issuing that challenge, we saw Lacey Evans again. I thought for a second, maybe she's going to challenge Carmella. Maybe there'll be a match at Fastlane. Maybe something, but nope. Doing her thing. Doing her thing. Um, I, I mean, I don't, we can just keep going. I mean, yeah, I, think yeah. it, I think the, um, the, the these NXT call-ups, I think they need to pick a brand, give them some real storylines. Uh, they're just kind of floating around. Uh, you know, again, I think Alistair Black and Ricochet have just very singles personality. You know, at least, especially Alistair Black has a very singles character personality. He should be a singles wrestler in a tag team. They do cool stuff, but um, you know, you don't bring the Undertaker in with Owen Hart. True. True. Um, so fatal four-way for the WWE United States title. We got R-Truth versus Rey Mysterio versus Andrade versus Samoa Joe. Here's what I was thinking. Isn't it weird last night we were crapping on the six-man matches, but somehow fatal four-ways, they're so much better at making those seem essential. And maybe because it's all the guys are in the ring, you have more interplay with each other. I mean, compared to a six-man tag, the six-man tag we saw last night, I mean, this felt like a pretty hot match tonight. Yeah, no, I thought this match was great. I thought this was the highlight of the show. I think it's one of the best matches I've seen R-Truth in. I thought he looked yeah. really good here. You know, I, I've been digging his character. Um, you know, I, I always want the titles to feel important, and and uh, I don't like when they're made to be comedy, but I feel like R-Truth has been do doing a hell of a job with it. So in a way, I was kind of a little disappointed to see him lose already. I don't, I, I could, you know, having him lose a title once it's worn off, I could see it, but it, it hadn't felt like it's gotten to that point. Yeah. But at the same time, Samoa Joe, I mean, he's long overdue. I think he's he's just been crushing it with his promos. He's always has a great match. Um, so, yeah, it's long overdue. So it's well-deserved. Uh, you know, I was almost convinced that they were building up to Cena versus R-Truth, like have R-Truth doing the open challenges until Mania, and it's accepted by Cena. Or it's accepted by multiple people, and one of those people is Cena. And who knows, but I still think Cena's going to be involved. They've been name dropping him way too much for it to him it to be an accident. He's filming a movie. He can't really build a match on TV. So there's something here. R-Truth didn't get pinned, right? Samoa Joe pinned. Yeah. Who did he? He pinned Andrade. Andrade. I think. Yeah. So 
I'm guessing this leads to a multi-person match at Mania and Cena's involved somehow. Yeah. I'd be into that. I really like Samoa Joe's promo that he cut after winning this match. That was awesome. He's 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 probably the him and Daniel Bryan are my two favorite promos in the company right now. No, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to talk about Ricochet and Alistair Black versus The Bar in a second. But first, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is XIQ and Notecast. Now, podcasts are a great source of information and entertainment. But if you're like me, you can't always remember where you heard something. We get I get DMs. I get emails from people saying, hey, remember the podcast that time Matt Morgan yelled at you? Uh, where was that? Which episode was it? You can't remember. It's like in one ear, out the other. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Good Ones, which is where comedians talk about their jokes. They pick a single joke, but at the end they do this segment. And I love it because they say, what joke are you professionally jealous of? If you could steal from someone else. So I was trying to find this because Kyle Kinane, I don't, I don't even remember the comedian's name, but he was saying he loves this joke here to comedian do. Like Raj, you've eaten at a, at a buffet before. Imagine if you went to a restaurant and you ordered what you eat at a buffet. And Kyle Kinane's rehashing this joke, and I thought this was so hilarious. So I'm sitting there trying to play it for my wife, and I'm skipping through, trying to find the exact time code. Well, XIQ and Notecast are going to change the way you listen to podcasts, because with them, all you have to do is tap the note button on the play screen, or pause the podcast and say, save that. And it'll save the last 30 seconds of what you listen to, so you can go back and listen later. It will also store a transcript as a digital note on your device. There's an option even to have it emailed to you. I've been using this, and I've already just been dozens of notes as I'm going through and hearing stuff on podcasts, whether it's interviews with wrestlers, entrepreneur podcasts, cooking podcasts I listen to, food podcasts, comedy podcasts. I love this. It's got all the features of your favorite podcast app. You can do variable speed playback. You can skip ahead. You can skip back. But Notecast is an absolute game changer. Use it to subscribe and listen to all your favorite podcasts. Use it to save portions and condense the information that you want to remember. So no matter what, Notecast is going to help you retain information like never before. It's an absolute must-have podcast app perfect cure for in one ear, out the other. And here's the great thing. You could try it for free. Go to notecast.app. That's notecast.app. It's available for iOS and Android. And we've got a special offer for our listeners. Try it free for 60 days. No credit card required. Just enter our promo code when you sign up. And that promo code is INC for a free 60-day trial. No credit card required at notecast.app. Dot app that's notecast.app highly recommend this you're gonna love it it's gonna change the way you listen to podcasts you're never gonna forget something again that you want to remember notecast.app sign up using the code inc for a free 60-day trial and we thank them for sponsoring the wrestling inc podcast hey rosh what Absolutely. podcast do you listen to when you're not i listen here? to a ton so this is something that uh is definitely going to help me out a ton. So I, I downloaded it. I just have to use it. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try it out this week. I listened to Jericho's podcast. I listened to Pritchard's podcast. I, I mean, there's, there's so many. Um, so, and there's tons of times when I'm like hearing a story, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to save this, you know? And, uh, and with, you know, just your re regular podcast app, you can't do that. It's like, you got to make a note of like a timestamp to mark down. So uh, this sounds extremely efficient. So I'm, ex you know, very excited to try it out. Well, especially for people in your business, I know we've talked about it before, sometimes interviews, and I'm like, oh, did you hear right. so-and-so said this? And you're like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you said it an hour and a half into the interview, <laughs> dropping yeah. like a bombshell. Uh, it's amazing how quickly you could just forget where and when you heard something. Notecast.app, promo code INC, try it free for 60 days, and it will change the way you listen to podcasts forever. So we had a Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Bar tonight, and man, I'm still just not feeling these guys as a tag team, but I'll tell you, that segment that became the animated gif that was seen all around social media after last night of them doing the multiple rope and the flip back and the sit down ricochet doing the superhero pose i get why they're putting these guys together they are visually very impressive this is a way to keep them out of the current single scene um, and let them make their splash on the main roster raj i almost think this is kind of working a little bit for them now uh the longer they keep it going Look, I mean, they're they're talented, and and they're you know, like I said, they do cool moves. They're a cool team. Um, it's just just be, but they're again the the characters. The uh, I just think that it would be much better for Aleister Black, especially. I, I see him as like a main event level character, and when you've kind of already, he's got that loner vibe that you know um, that not it's kind of like a cross between steve austin and the undertaker in in a weird way 
and by right off the bat, he's buddies with somebody and they're a tag team and they're finishing each other's sentences, you know, like it kind of takes some of that mystique away. It's hard to put that genie back in the bottle, you know. It's like it's Tango and Cash, man. I mean, one of them, you know, wears no, it'd be like, the other one wears a it, jean jacket. It'd Get be it like bringing Undertaker in with Coco Beware or Owen Hart <laughs> or someone like that. It just doesn't fit. And it just kind of, that's in your head already. Like, oh, he was in a tag team with, you know, with Jim Neidhart. It just doesn't uh I'm drinking Coca-Cola from a Pepsi glass. The world's an imperfect place, Raj. You just got to hang sometimes. Just yeah. got to roll with it. You know? Yeah. Um, but no, I thought that against the bar. It's actually funny how much they're punking out the current tag teams. Uh, I thought with having them get the win over the bar tonight, um, they looked really dominant against the Revival on Raw. But then after this, we had, after Ricochet and Aleister Black won, we had Rusev Shinsuke Nakamura attack, uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. I think uh, what they're going to get a title shot Sunday at Fastlane, and maybe every tag team that's not in a match. But so every tag team, with the exception of the Usos and the Miz, is going to interfere and prevent Ricochet and Aleister Black from getting this. Maybe. Um, my guess is so it's the revival against. It's like we predicted last night. It's the revival against Chad Gable and Bobby Roode and uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black and the Triple Threat. They announced that today. Um, <clears throat> I'm just guessing uh, the revival beat Gable or Rude. Um, I don't see it becoming a giant cluster with everyone coming in, but I mean it's possible. They they kind of been telling that storyline on both shows, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. It's it sounds a little overdone. I, I would just I would just think it's a point. I, I don't I don't see them giving the tag teams that much time, and I'm guessing because the Shane match is obviously going to get quite a bit. So I just see quick you know 10 minute match and the revival get the win and this is gonna be in ohio so the miz's dad is gonna be there so is it gonna be the miz or shane that turns on the other well if it's miz's hometown hometown it's probably gonna be shane turning on him right in front of you know they really like to bury people in their hometowns and get as much heat on the heels so i mean that's that's that would be my guess yeah i, I don't see the miz having a big triumphant night they could surprise me but they, that's not usually what they do in someone's hometown so we had mandy rose versus naomi mandy rose beat was like naomi a minute very fast i'd forgotten mandy rose versus oscar was happening uh before last night with what happened at the live event i mean this is kind of insane the mandy rose is facing oscar for the smackdown women's championship i think it's remarkable one that the match is happening, but two, how little attention and build they've given it, given all of the oxygen being sucked up by Becky, Rhonda, and Charlotte right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't have many cre creative ideas for them, though. So you got pretty much the standard Mandy beats Asuka. I don't, I don't know if it was cut down a little this week because of the injury that Asuka suffered last night, you know, where she oh, was kind of, she had that, I, I think she was saying it was her back, not her neck, but, um, she said she was fine, but they, you know, and she did get physical tonight, albeit it wasn't that much, but she did get a little physical attacking Mandy. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing they're probably a little limited. So, but yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully this match isn't too long. Oscar's uh, is, you know, great in the ring, but Mandy isn't right now yet. Maybe uh, Lacey Evans interferes. Ugh. Well, they're, they've been setting up Lacey with Natalia, and they're going back and forth on Twitter. So I think that's that's going to be our first feud. Oh, that's solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's actually really it's a smart feud for her. I mean, it's good to have people like Natalia that can really work with you know younger talent and help get them ready. So I, I think it's a good move. Yeah. So Oscar um, showed up on the ramp after kicked uh, Sony Deville in the head and focused on Mandy Rose. Oscar standing tall at the end. Maybe Mandy wins the championship come Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had too much of a choice here. So I the, think if, the Raj math might. Yeah. You know, Mandy also got a pinfall victory. So let's not forget that. I think they're going to end this brand extension. It's going to become like the Intercontinental Women's Championship at this point. <laughs> right? I mean, might how as much. Well. How less, less essential can they make the SmackDown Women's Championship seem at this point? Which is weird because it's just been like like a month and a week that Asuka submitted Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. It's it's just amazing how quickly they can take the steam out of something, right? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so this was weird. AJ Styles backstage talking about Kofi getting a title shot. And I like that they had Randy Orton show up and be like, why are you talking about someone else deserving a title shot? No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. Like I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a very good use of Randy Orton. Yeah. I wonder if that gets added to Fastlane. Um, or if that's a singles WrestleMania match, but you know, they're, they're, they're backstage stuff. I've, I've kind of dug. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, then we had Kevin Owens versus Rowan. Uh, this ended up in DQ. Rowan and Daniel Bryan were beating the crap out of KO. And then Mustafa Ali came out to help Kevin Owens, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I, th I thought it was going to be Sammy. Honestly, thought we were going to see Sammy tonight to help add some more uh, intrigue to the match Sunday. But maybe they're not bringing Sammy back to help Kevin. Maybe that's not the plan. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he fits in the storyline yet. They obviously can. I mean, they've got that history. But, yeah, I mean, Mustafa Ali, we had reported on this earlier. He was doing media for SmackDown earlier today, all day. Um, he's been doing radio interviews and stuff for the show, teasing he was going to be on tonight. And he oh. returned to action last weekend. So, yeah, I, it was kind of expected that he'd be back tonight. And, um, yeah, good for him. Uh, we'll see where he fits in. I can almost... I don't know, man. I'd like to see Daniel Bryan versus Kofi at Mania in a one-on-one. -on -one. I could almost see them turning it into a four-way with Ali and, oh. and Kevin Owens in there. Um, but I hope they keep it one-on-one. -on -one. Why don't they just put the belt in the middle, yell scramble, and then it's like, you know, King of the Hill style, whoever can hold on to the belt <laughs> the longest wins. <laughs> they could. That's one option. You know, Samoa Joe winning the U.S. title tonight, this – if he stays healthy and, and they keep the title on him, uh, you know, assuming, um, you know, he, he they're going to have a U.S. title match at Mania. And th there's never, you know, you, you would assume that, but there's never a guarantee. Um, this will be his first WrestleMania. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah, because of injury, uh, he missed uh, the last one. So no, last, <laughs> yesterday he came back the night after. They didn't bring him back That's for right. Mania. And then the, yeah, the year before. The year before, they just had nothing for him. He had injured Seth, and mm. they didn't do anything with him. So. Yeah, so Charlotte brought out Becky Lynch tonight to beat the crap out of her. Uh, they did reshow part of Ronda last night. Oh, she never referred herself as Mrs. Nice Bitch. So saying no more Mrs. Nice Bitch really doesn't make sense in this context. Yeah, I was having a hard time following in this promo. I, I just felt like, I don't know. <laughs> this this feud has just been all over the place this is you know this this women's storyline heading into mania that it's just i'm forgetting what they're they're angry over at this point yeah the storyline keeps changing people are getting suspended left and right coming back um the, the, they're not stephanie's not consistent with wanting to screw you know Two weeks she's trying to screw Becky. Now she's trying to screw Ronda. And Vince is trying to screw Ronda. And then he's trying to screw Becky. And he wants Charlotte. And it's just been such a cluster. It's it's just poor storytelling. But this is the um, hottest thing they got. I mean, it's pretty clear this could be the main event of Mania, period, at this point. Unless something else catches fire in a major way in the next month. I don't think... I, I would bet that it's going to be the main event. But it's definitely no guarantee. If I feel like it's it's losing some steam. Well, um, only because they're putting in prime spots. So, yeah. And, I mean, the, the crowd wasn't reacting for Becky near as much as, I mean, there was one loud Becky chant during the segment, but when she came out, um, you know, first during a promo, they weren't reacting to her as much as they had been, you know, in previous weeks. So thought Charlotte was better tonight. I mean, I, I'm liking this run Charlotte's on. I think she's really coming into her own. I mean, she definitely wants to prove that she belongs. And I mean, from a talent standpoint, she does. From a storyline perspective, it's a stronger story without her in it. No, I agree. Um, so I did the math. I'm sure you saw on Twitter. Joan Jett mm -hmm. has no concert the weekend of Mania. I have a feeling they'll bring her out for Ronda's entrance, especially if Ronda's going to take some time off on this. So my nightmare scenario, Raj, if Cindy Lauper gets in the Hall of Fame, the women are main eventing, do they make the women's theme for Mania? Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Wouldn't that be just the worst thing they could do? I think so. Yeah, that'd be that pretty would be bad. So cheesy, so terrible, which is why I think it could happen. <laughs> Vince, Vince will think it's a genius move. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it happening, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> <sighs> but tonight, Becky got some offense in, which was good. 
Wasn't just beat up Becky time. Yep. Um, yeah, she got some offense in. Uh, Charlotte pretty much left her laying, right? I don't remember who's standing tall, but there's no way in hell Becky's losing on Sunday, right? right? Yeah, there's no way in hell. Unless they want to throw another kink in and, and Becky has to win again on SmackDown. But I, I just think it, then it's just gone off the rails if they do that. Maybe Ronda interferes. They could. I just think – I think this match will – I mean, I would think that this is going to be the main event at Fastlane, right? Charlotte versus be. Becky. Absolutely. I think it has the most interest. It's got more interest in Daniel Bryan and Owens. It's got, you know, the yeah, shields. The shields. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. Especially, I, I, I still see with if Becky's going to be winning, that'll probably be the last image at Fastlane. So, kind of cool though. We got three eight matches announced. Three of them are women's matches. So we got Oscar, Mandy Rose. Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jax and Tamina and Becky versus Charlotte. That's mm -hmm. probably the heaviest uh, percentage female presence I think we've ever had on a card. Um, I mean, it'd be nice if Ronda was in something, but I could see Ronda interfering in Becky and Charlotte and that being maybe wow. how they get another go out of it. The Royal Rumble, like half the show was women. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in terms of cumulative matches and cards. Yeah, percentage, yeah. I guess. Even yeah. then, Royal Rumble, two out of five, right? It was like... Uh, it's kind of yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Um, right. Oh, absolutely. Also, they announced right. I can't. And I'm not sure if they announced this on the show or right after, but uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade is going to be uh, the kickoff match at Fastlane. So, yeah. I so don't know, that. man. That should yeah. be. That's a main card match to me. That's one but of those that they've done it. I know, but it, uh, it blows the roof off the, the joint, you know? Yeah, but you know, if it was hair versus mask, which I know you've advocated for in the past, something. Yeah, but I, you don't want Andrade to lose his hair. You don't want Ray to lose his mask. Is that's the only problem? We've all seen Ray without his mask. They yeah, did it most in younger fans don't remember that. Yeah, they're not used to it. Um, plus, he looks yeah. so much cooler with the mask. He does. I think it's always kind of weird since he shaved his head and he has the the no back on the mask. Reminds me of like Jason with the hockey mask because he's got like that bulging back of his head with the straps. Like that was cooler, you know, when he had the full coverage mask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think so. And we got Andrade versus Ray opening the show. Or this could be on the pre-show. We got uh, the Usos. Yeah, uh, who are you picking that? Andrade, I mean, I think, look, I would love for it to be Ray, but Andrade probably needs it more, right? I mean, Ray doesn't need a win. It is a kickoff show. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think Andrade. I think that makes more more sense. He plus Raj Math Andrade took the pin tonight. Oh, and shit! I mean, they might be announcing this tonight, but this might be the first pay per view without a cruiserweight match anywhere to be seen in quite some time. Yeah, yeah cruiserweight pre show match. <laughs> I mean, that's usually uh, where but, it's put. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Normally, yeah. it's announced by this point. Well, no, they've done it like later in the week. I'm sure there's probably, well, what do they got? This is a four hour show. Isn't Buddy Murphy like going on sabbatical or something? Oh, right. Yes, that's right. He is on a sabbatical. They're doing the tournament to build a mania. So yeah, yeah, I think there's not going to be one. Chat room, uh, figure out when the last pre-show or pay-per-view without a cruiserweight match. Cause this has been a while. They always throw some, throw them something. Yeah. Um, so we got the Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon. I mean, the Usos probably win. Miz or Shane turn on one another. Yeah, right? it was right. the, the Miz pin Jey Uso tonight, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so they'll be losing. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Earlier said Daniel Bryan with the Chains. Yeah. Uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Too soon to do a change? Or do you think they uh, flip the titles so they can win it back at Mania? Too soon. I think yeah. Sasha and Bailey. Oscar versus Mandy Rose. Who do you got, Rush? Who are you putting money on? Oscar seems very predictable so far. There's there's not many of them. I'm thinking too hard. What about you? I think I could see Vince putting it on Mandy just to stoke some internet fire because people will talk <laughs> about that. Yeah, you it's know? not you know it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just don't see it. Well, I think it's more likely that Mandy wins than the Shield loses to Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. 
I, I kind of disagree. I could almost see them having Dean take the pin for the shield. I, I, I think the shield is winning. I think that's the most logical uh, finish. But if they lose, I could see it them beating the crap out of Ambrose and doing something to set up the WrestleMania match for Roman, whether it's against... I mean, I'd guess it's either Drew or Baron Corbin. And they are starting... I don't know if you saw that, but the early advertising for Extreme Rules is Roman versus Baron Corbin. So, huh. And granted, the advertising changes 100 times, um, but it's clear that they have Roman versus Baron Corbin in their in their minds right now. Hmm. Um, then we got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I mean, we said it before. I think Becky's got to win this. Becky, Becky's got to win, yeah. And the Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. So you think the Revival is going to retain? I think the yeah, I think the Revival. They haven't won a match on TV since winning the title, so I think yeah. they. I think they have to here. Yeah, this is a weird pay per view. This card. It's it's pointless for the most part. It's it, got stars though. It's got. Yeah, it's got it's got most of the stars. Um. Yeah. I mean. You, you don't have Kofi. One thing that bothered me with the New Day's promo in India is Kofi should have been a little pissed, right? Not doing the same shtick like he's just happy and part of the New Day and having a good time. But, you know, just a little subtlety like that. He's not as happy as the other guys because he was freaking robbed of his world title match, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, they're going to involve them, I'm sure. Uh, I hope that happens for Mania, Kofi versus Brian. I think that could be the uh, second hottest storyline in Mania after the women's main event, if they do it right. Yeah, if they do it right. And, and you know, we're not that far away from WrestleMania, so they don't have that much time to screw it all up. So That's true. Let's hope, uh, yeah. WrestleMania is uh, like 33 days away. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, so how did this week's raw do in terms of viewers? So raw uh, wasn't down too much. It was down 7%. Uh, last week almost did 3 million viewers. It did 2.992. It was the highest rated raw of the year or the, or the most watched raw of the year. Uh, this week did 2.783 million. So it was down 7%, but it was still, um, the second best viewership of the year. It still beat the post Royal rumble. So Wow, uh, you know they, they got a little, they got a bump last week. Uh, people tune in this week. We'll see if this week, will, you know, the, this week's episode will have them stay until next week. Next week is following a pay per view, so I think they should stay. They shouldn't either drop too much or should stay within this range. So yeah, uh, a pretty pretty good number this week for where they're at now. So King Kong Bundy passed away. Uh, we learned King this Kong late Bundy. last night. Yeah, it. It came out like, like basically right after we finished the podcast. But yeah, he was uh, 61 years old. Uh, he had some health issues. He was, you know, obviously a big guy. He's been a big guy. His, you know, since his prime, um, six five, uh, you know, 400 and something pounds uh, throughout his career. Um, he's a very memorable part of my childhood. My the very my I love Saturday Night's main event when I was a kid, and the very first one I ever saw was King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. And it was a rematch, I guess, of their previous match, which I, you know, obviously have seen since, but uh, this was the one where Andre the Giant attacked Hulk afterwards. And, and I'll never forget that, that show. And Andre was a monster and King Kong Bundy was larger than life. And I was just sucked in, you know, uh, King Kong Bundy also a part of the main event of WrestleMania two, which is, historic in many ways is the first uh, WWE championship match WWF championship match at a WrestleMania uh, the first singles WrestleMania main event first steel cage match at a WrestleMania and uh, yeah it was Bundy and Hogan and yeah he's a, he, he had the memorable match at WrestleMania 3 with the with the little people uh, where he squashed a couple um, yeah yeah so it's a uh, yeah, it's really sad. He wasn't that old. He was 61, started really 61. young. I think he was 26 years old uh, wow. when he wrestled Hogan at WrestleMania 2. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, really sad. They did the the graphic for him at the beginning of tonight's show. So, it's, a, you know, people, I, I, when I, whenever I was writing anything on Bundy, I'm so, uh, my instinct is to write WWE Hall of Famer King Kong Bundy, you know? Yeah, and I forget that he's not in the in the Hall of Fame, and 
there's just something about the WWE Hall of Fame. I agree with a lot of their choices that are in, but the way they induct them, the sequence and everything, it's just it's just weird um, that a lot of these guys are in before, you know, a guy who headlined one of the earliest WrestleManias during, you know, one of the hottest periods of the company. Um, I don't know. It's uh, sad, but he's a legend and a, a, a very memorable character. He also did a lot of Hollywood. He was on Married with Children, Married with Children. a bunch of times. He was yeah, in Richard, he was in Richard Pryor moving, which I think is a fantastic comedy that no one has seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, and I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen Moving? It's, it's like an 85-minute film. It's really funny, uh, but he's a memorable uh, character. He's one of the he bad was a mover, guys right? in the film. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy in the film. Uh, moving, like... It's Richard Pryor doing a more family-friendly film, but it's still really, really funny. Absolutely love that. King Kong and Bundy was great in it. Um, yeah, the Married of the Children stuff. I mean, I remember that. He, uh, God, Boy Meets World. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. No, he he did a lot of, yeah. He was in uh, like a computer commercial. I'm forgetting which uh, company it was for. And he did a lot of like Hollywood stuff. He got a lot of work in Hollywood. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, well, our, should be. Um, our thoughts are with his family and friends at this time. Definitely a, a loss. Uh, so, I mean, sixty-one is is young. Definitely feels young. Do you uh, see Enzo's Enzo's tweet? Yeah, I didn't know if we should bring that up. Uh, I, I think I think even when it comes to Hall of Fame. So, Enzo tweeted a childhood memory of King Kong Bundy, and he was talking about George the Animal Steel. And yeah, he said uh, the memory him. of him wagging his green tongue and eating the turnbuckle and something along those lines. He's trolling, right? No, I think. Look, okay. So, in fairness, I was thinking about this, and I Who doesn't see, know George Animal Steel. Uh, the green tongue kind of gives it away, but I could see that if you didn't know or were paying attention, you could confuse. And this is a wide range of ages, but you could confuse George Animal Steel, King Kong Bundy, and Butterbean. I could see you getting those three guys confused if you're thinking back to something that happened 30 years ago. I could see you not being sure which guy it was. You would think he would delete the tweet as soon as it, was beca it became apparent. I think he's trolling, but we'll see. He, he he's an attention whore. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's trolling. I think it's just beyond in bad taste. And if he's not trolling, he should have deleted the tweet and apologized. I'm just being yeah. like, you know. yeah, yeah. People Enzo. talk about it. Uh, you know, I didn't see it get um, I didn't see it get much coverage. I guess him and Big Cass were hanging out. No. Weeks ago. Yeah, there was something on Enzo's Instagram story. Yeah, but he was teasing it, but he never showed Big Cass's huh. face. Again, I think he's trolling. He's if just... he hadn't pulled the SummerSlam thing, or the, the Survivor Series thing, if he hadn't done that, I could almost think there would be a chance in hell someone in WWE at least would have brought up bringing Enzo and Cass back now, given the situation the WWE's in, if he hadn't done the Survivor Series thing. Uh, no, I don't think so. Big Cass had that health scare. Um, it's true. He hasn't been in shape. He didn't leave on the best of terms. I don't, I, I don't, and Enzo had a ton of heat. So I don't see, I don't see them bringing either of them back unless they became big stars or were like negotiating with AEW. Then maybe. I don't know. And it's weird because you haven't heard AEW say anything about either of them. I don't know. I mean, again, Big Cass had the health scare. Uh, he hasn't been looking well. Enzo is just nuts. So. You know, <sighs> yep, I'm sure uh, he'll do something around Mania. I think he moved to like uh, New Jersey or Long Island or something now. Yeah, so he was teasing like breaking into another WWE event. He's just he's a troll. <laughs> yeah, the, when's the last time I'm, okay, we talked to, to Matt Morgan, who told the story about when he was going to crash an event and being egged on by Randy Orton of all people uh, back in the day. <laughs> But I'm trying to think, when's the last time a former talent actively trolled the WWE? I mean, they do it all the time on social media and stuff, but actually showing up at an event and, uh, you know, like going that far. I can't th I can't think of anyone ever doing that. Yeah. I mean, usually you're invited back. You know, I've been to events where like the boogeyman was there in the front row and he actually wore his mask while he was in the front row. Um, but, you know, he was there as an, you know, as a guest and he, you know, stayed in his lane and didn't try to become part of the show. So doesn't he have a legends contract though? I don't know if he did then. Gotcha. I, yeah. I'm not sure. 
I was shocked. Where were, who published it the other day about what these legends contracts actually entail? I was actually surprised how low some of the money is on them. So oh, yeah, it's, it's like, like, isn't it like 10 grand. Five, yeah. Five, 10 grand. Yeah. Against royalties. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's just it's really a flat fee. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure uh, Enzo will be doing something around WrestleMania, if not actively trying to trashing something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else do we got? We found out uh, Roman Reigns, the type Roman of Reigns. he had. Yeah. Yeah. So WWE Network, they have a great special, The Chronicle, uh, that aired last night. It's looking at that basically that Friday to the Monday of him coming back. And during it, he talked about the type of leukemia he had. He has uh, CML. It's a um, it, it's it's chronic. It was caught in its early phases. Uh, he said that's pretty much where you want to catch it. Um, he talked about you know learning that um, it it might have come back. He, he was at a live event. Uh, they said there was something off with his blood test. He took another one, and then they said that the medical staff wanted to see him. Told him his white blood cell cell count was too high. And with this history, they figured that they knew what was going on. Um, so yeah, CML, it's a, you know, it's a, here, I'll, I'll just read some of the stuff I wrote this yeah, morning, please. but it's a genetic disease. It's not hereditary. So there's no evidence that it can be passed on to his children, but you know, it, it, it is hereditary. So, um, and it occurs mostly in adults. It does sometimes occur in children. One in about 600 people will be diagnosed with it in their lifetime. And for a while, um, the life expectancy was only three to seven years once you were diagnosed. Um, however, with the new treatments that they have with the medications, which are pills that are taken orally, uh, it allows people with CML to live a normal lifespan, but it's not curable. So he's going to have this the rest of his life. And he can always come back. Uh, these drugs sh should help it keep it away, but there's no guarantees. So wow. uh, it's, it's not curable, um, but it is a pill that's taken orally. He said, uh, he, he basically called it oral chemotherapy, which is, is, which is what it is. Uh, I said, it's, it's not like taking Advil, but it's not like taking radiation and true chemotherapy gotcha. it has some side effects. He says he has some arthritis and stuff like that. But two months into, um, after he was diagnosed, he said he was feeling good and started working out again. And and yeah, and then now he hopes to be a spokesperson and help other people out who are fighting uh, cancer. So, you know, good for him. And uh, yeah, a lot of people asking the questions like why he didn't he lose his hair and and all this. And, you know, we had an article last week with uh, someone with CML who, who suspected that's what Reigns had and it kind of explained it all. So anyway, there you go. Wow. So some people in the chat are asking because we have a minute. Um, they were sure. asking what it means when a legend gets money against royalties so when you're given something against royalties is essentially an advance so imagine like you're digging a hole and basically taking that dirt out and that dirt is the money they give you um so the wwe is then going to take your royalties use that money to refill that hole and when that hole is filled then you get your royalties so essentially you have to pay back the advance right. you don't owe them money out of your pocket but they're going to take right. it out of your future earnings you're paid like so you're paid 10 grand and then um let's say you're you're king kong bundy and you're still getting royalties from wrestlemania 2. if you make nine grand of royalties you're not going to see you know if if that your match made nine grand uh you're not going to see that if you made if it made 11 then you're seeing one one thousand uh, yeah. so it goes on top of that the ten thousand that you signed on for uh, to be i mean i with them not selling DVDs much anymore and everything. And who knows how the royalties work with the network. Um, I mean, this is probably a lot more than they'd make with royalties. I mean, you hear about some of the absurd, absurdly low royalty checks that people receive. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, given now with the exception of merchandise and that, I mean, speaking of Enzo, he was complaining about that. He was saying like he was making 25 cents a t-shirt or something absurdly low. Uh, at the peak of selling merch. So yeah, I mean, what else really is there as far as royalty streams of revenue that are substantial anymore? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're not, your chances are you're not selling much merch unless, I mean, even if you were like in the NWO or DX, probably not, I mean, they're probably not selling that much to where you're making a substantial amount. So um, yeah. Yeah. And if you do something like access, so if you're on a legends contract, you go to access, I mean, you're probably getting paid your your room, your board, you know, per diem uh, for going there and signing. 
but you could go to star a star cast or an independent wrestling convention and be making money for every photo and every autograph so i think it's a trade-off yeah you know kind of interesting um so lastly dean ambrose is still reportedly leaving the wwe yeah so it's kind of ryan alvarez and dave Meltzer kind of uh refuting each other a little bit here but Alvarez had said he had heard, uh, he was saying on Wrestling Observer Live yesterday that he had heard that there are rumors that Ambrose is staying or that the belief backstage is that he's staying. Uh, Meltzer last night on Wrestling Observer Korea said that's not the case. Uh, Dean Ambrose is still as of right now leaving and that's what everyone knows. So um, yeah, he's still on his way out. If I were them, I'd keep that secret if he's staying because as soon as we know he's staying, that storyline gets really cold really quick. Well, yeah, maybe they're trying to add a little reality to the fact that you are seeing the shield for the last time. You know, maybe that's their their hook. You think uh, one of them turns on the rest? It's Roman. So turn. Ambrose is actually booked the one of his last dates, the last raw, the second to the last raw in April, which is his second to the last raw that he's contracted for. Um, he's booked in a the dark match advertised right now is the shield against you know three guys I'm, I'm guessing corbin mcintyre and and lashley <laughs> you know uh but yeah it's it's the shield so right now the advertising is that uh he stays with them and i would keep it that way um i think if he's leaving that soon i mean we're talking two months I, I i think and you got wrestlemania i mean i guess they could have ambrose turn on them at fast lane it would make them look like dopes by bringing him back and then he just turns on him right away but they could do that and have Ambrose versus Reigns at Mania. That was the point at one point. But I don't think they're doing that because they've been beating Ambrose so much. I mean, he just lost to Elias. You know, like it was nothing last week. EC3, Drew McIntyre. So. Oh, I got the storyline. What they do maybe for payback or backlash or one of those is that the Shield stays together and starts saying, we'll take on any three men, any three men that want to challenge us. And they just go through every different combination you can think of until – Jinder and Drew and Heath get back together. We get the three MB reunion versus the Shields. I mean, they'll sell out the arena. And then they they retire Dean Ambrose. You make it a retirement match. Because <laughs> Spoggle <laughs> comes out and interferes. You know, they forget about Hornswoggle. Yeah. It's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people complaining that the Shield are back together. This is, I think, the third time they've had a reunion in like the last two years. But oh, they yeah. never have been able to go with it because of illness. You know, Roman Reigns had the mumps that threw all the plans off that time. And then, uh, you know, obviously the leukemia diagnosis coming back. So they never really got to go, you know, full forward with it. So it, it's, you know, with Dean, if they believe is leaving, it's a nice little send off, I guess, because they, they are the most dominant group i guess you could say uh you know of this last decade in wwe since since dx so yeah i don't know you know i was kidding about the three mb thing but then i'm thinking about it that would actually be <laughs> more special than a shield reunion at this point <laughs> no it, it, they, hey the crowds pop for it so yeah yeah so what's up with bray wyatt someone in the chat room is saying is he going to come back after mania like what's going on with bray yes, they they haven't had any creative plans for him. Um, you know, he keeps teasing stuff on on Twitter. I, I think I don't know if he's just hoping that people remember that he's there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been. I mean, he came back what last November at Starcade, and it looked like they were going to do something with him. And then, you know, he was backstage at Raw. They never used him, and yeah, they've done nothing. So maybe he makes a surprise appearance at Mania. Luke Harper's still out there. He's ready to come back. He's cleared. So yeah, it's just. Yeah, maybe they just feel like the break white gimmick has run its course and they're trying to find something new for him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's Gold Dust up to? He tweets a lot. I think his contract's coming up soon if it's not already. Or, yeah, I think it's coming up soon. You think they're going to let anyone else go? Any more cuts? <sighs> I mean, if, you know, I'm sure if there's wrestlers that are hardly being used, um, like a lot of people on 205 Live, um, I could see them being sympathetic towards it if they don't feel like they're going to use them at all. Um, I but, think they would be more likely to let a 205 Live guy, uh, go than they would Gold Dust. Yeah, I could see that for sure. You see, yeah, someone with a name, uh, you know, like Ambrose, they're not letting go. He's leaving. That's, yeah. that's a different thing. 
Um, they want to keep him. So we'll see. I, I mean, A AEW, they announced their second event, Fallen for the uh, Fight for the Fallen in Jacksonville. Um, hmm. So we've got two shows now um, coming up. Yeah, and it's coming up soon, you know, end of May. So we're under three months. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Kind of crazy. Cool. Well, anything else to cover before we take this home? I feel like we covered a lot here. So I think that's yeah. uh, that's it. Yeah, we got Matt will be back. So it'll be the three of us again this Sunday. Um, Fastlane. Sunday night. I'm, I'm cutting a vacation short for Fastlane, man. A Vegas vacation, right? Yes. You know, we were going to see Barry Manilow. Don't have time. Got to make it back in time for Fastlane. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be an interesting, interesting trip. And then it does look like I'm going to be going to uh, StarCast back in Vegas in May. So holding out hope, Manilow is playing again then. You know, go see him live. Life on yeah, life on goals. <laughs> He'll be good, man. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday night. Raj, what's coming up on the website people should look for? Uh, we got an interview with Sonny Kiss. Uh, he's signed with AEW recently. Um, oh, we got uh, Pat... McAfee. I always want to say McAfee, but it's McAfee. Yeah, he does the NXT panels, NFL player. His name was in the news this week for being a possible commentator for Monday Night Football. Lots of interesting stuff. He talks about the AAF approaching him to be a commentator. Uh, his thoughts on the XFL coming back. Uh, WrestleMania. Thoughts on uh, uh, Sam Roberts uh, ripping on Bianca Belair. So lots of interesting stuff there. We got an uh, interview with Christian coming up. We got stuff with Jack Swagger. Uh, just tons of interviews. Phoenix, um, uh, uh, Rich, uh, Rich Brennan, Court Bauer. So, yeah, just stay tuned. Nice. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and I will be tweeting along live with Fastlane on Sunday. Appreciate a follow there. And if you like the podcast, head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and review, please. Five stars helps new people discover the show, helps us keep it going. Thank you so much, and we'll be back here Sunday night to talk about Fastlane. Myself, Raj, Matt Morgan. Until then, take care, everybody, and we will see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. <laughs>